Hello and welcome back to another special, special edition of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. As you probably already realised, Tony is not here. Wherever Tony is, I do not know. No, I'm only joking. Tony is in Newry. Tony is enjoying his Christmas off, just like myself. It's Boxing Day and I am here recording all on my own. But just a quick intro. The podcast you're about to hear it was recorded a few weeks ago by Tony and Sean Casey. It's sort of like a follow-up to the podcast that Tony and Sean done themselves. Disclaimer, I have not listened to the podcast. I don't know how good it is. I can only imagine it goes along the lines of blah, 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 calorie deficit, blah, 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 fuck everybody if they hate me, blah, 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 what do you think of this, blah, 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 let's invest in this. I don't know guys, it's probably good Sean is a wee legend, he's funny And Tony's oh, Tony's alright, you know Tony's, Tony's grand But anyway, um, yeah, hope you've all had a really good Christmas You're probably still well fed at this stage Monday morning after Boxing Day Probably when Tony gets a lot of his emails Saying, here, will you get me in shape again for the summer Because <laughs> everybody's overeating And everybody's over drinking and you know what, everybody's having fun and that's that's fine. We've all did it, I've did it. Tony's looks like he's did it too, he's wee bit, maybe carrying a bit of water around the cheeks at the minute. But yeah, as I said, hopefully you're going to enjoy this podcast. I just said I'll jump on and do a quick wee intro. And actually, we have a question that I may as well get out of the way now, because by the time me and Tony do a podcast, the question will be fully out of date. Questions from Eamon Kerrigan, and the question was, what things do you hate to see in social media at Christmas? This is actually, I spoke I spoke to a friend about this um, a couple of weeks ago, and then spoke to another person about this on Christmas Eve night. The pictures of, like, the sofas full of toys. Uh, I don't know, I don't know whether I, I near die cringing, or... I, don't, I just don't know how it makes me feel. It just doesn't make me feel good. I think it's, it's one of the, my pet hits. I do get like families want to show off that they've, what they've got their kids and what they've worked hard to get their kids. But I also hate the fact that it puts other people under pressure. Other kids see what... You know, it's one thing for a kid to say to another kid, oh, I got this, 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 and this, and this. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah. And it makes them a wee bit jealous. But when you see a picture of it, it makes them feel really bad and puts them under pressure. And kids don't know... They just don't know the pain and the struggles the families go through to buy them gifts. And they might ask their parents, oh, why did such and such get this and get that and I only got this? So that's like that's my that's my massive pet hate. The other you know, there's other shit that goes on in social media at Christmas that's just cringy too, but people cloud chasing, you know, putting up their designer stuff and what they've got and you know rightly most of us from AliExpress because like at the end of the day if you're a 17 year old you're not running about in the the new North Face Gucci collab you're not running about in the Dior puffers you're not dropping two grand on a on a puffer jacket it's just not happening it's the same as the Rolex I think me and Tommy me and Tony talked about this a couple of weeks ago you're not you're not mincing about Belfast and Thompson's wearing a Rolex you're not you're not you don't have 60 grand on your arm you don't have 30 grand on your arm you know you're fooling nobody only yourself but you know looks good you know if you're going to wrap it wrap it but tell people you're wrapping it but yeah that's probably that's probably i know tony will probably dive into this on a social media he may probably maybe already has 
Um, but yeah, that's probably one of the things I hate to see. Um, I did, and, and Christmas, if you want to flip it, the things I do love to see, I love to see people coming home from different countries and surprising their families. Um, I love that. I love them videos. Some of them are close. Now, some people just don't. They do the whole thing, right? They get back from Australia. They, you know, they get to Ireland and it's all a surprise. And then when it comes to, you know, like, like surprising their parents, they just don't do it right. And the parents are like, oh, Jesus, good to see you. And then you get other ones that are just freaking out. But I love the same videos. Good friend of mine, Savo O'Neill, back from Australia. Seen him uh, surprising his parents and surprising his brother, Dino, which was really cool. Love them. Love, love to see them. And then also... What's been cracking me up the last few days is the Grinch. There must be some guy in Belfast charging people to here's two hundred pound and the Grinch visits your house. Some deadly videos of him just wrecking place, <laughs> throwing wrecking the Christmas tree and pouring out milk and throwing mince pies about the place and just wrecking people's living rooms. I don't know why people pay two hundred pound to get the Grinch to their house and then complain that he's wrecked the place because that's what he's there to do. But yeah, they've been cracking me up. But yeah, my Christmas has been quiet. Um, spent it pretty much. I was gigging on Sunday, gigging on Wednesday, gigging on Thursday. And then we got the announcement that everything was closing. So as I say this now, the restrictions are in, the clubs are closed. And not really we can do about it. So there's no point stringing on. But the gigs this week were class, all sold out. And yeah good to see everybody out having fun but yeah this is probably our new year's podcast let's go out tomorrow which is the 27th yeah this is our new year's podcast we might try to get one out before we might get pub one out and i say we're going to pub one out new year's day but we're not i'm lying to you. i'm too busy at the moment and Tony has Tony's a big family man as you know so Tony's going to be trying on that Brussels Sprout hat every day this week now guys also this is a quick one um, Tony was at the gym on Christmas day um, I don't know how that makes you feel he was also wearing a headband and he tagged me on the post um, I'm not going to lie to you guys it almost wrecked my Christmas him being the gym on Christmas day first of all you know, you know what I mean like mm, you know, calm down there but wearing a headband while doing it he's just stopped wearing them stupid glasses when he was in the gym you know them oh the light blue light glasses which were just weird and then he stopped wearing the vibram four fingers or five fingers five fingers I think they are and they were just you know he was wearing them he doesn't even know what they're for now he's wearing a pair of Balenciagas in the gym oh I don't know I, I no, you know what guys just go, go on this page and uh, ask him why did he go to the gym on Christmas Day? Just I don't know. We we can't we can't keep allowing him get let them away with this stuff. You know, he's just a he's just a different breed of animal, an absolute different breed of an animal. But anyway, I've I've held his back enough. Then come on podcast is him and Sean. As I said, you can play bingo. Write down the things I said at the start, and if they come out, whoever gets a if they, I don't even know what they say, but if it's a full house, and someone. Whoever the first person to write to the pages and tell them that they said everything that I just said, I'll give them 20 quid. I honestly don't know a word that they said in this podcast, but I'm sure it was good anyway. Actually, you know what? I can guarantee it's a really good podcast and it'll be really funny because Sean is hilarious and Tony's not too bad himself. But anyway, guys, cheers for tuning in 
and cheers for all your support all year. It's been a great year, and the, the listenership has went up. And we've enjoyed doing it. We're going to hit 100 episodes soon. So we have to really do something good for the 100 episodes. So give us your ideas. Keep keep uh, keep us up to date with anything you think we should be talking about or guests we should get on. And we're going to really crack down next year and get more guests and sort of plan our slots a wee bit better. We're just all over the place at the minute. We've, we've just been busy and been dragged in different directions and different businesses and stuff that we launch and that we never really talk about. Tony doesn't talk about his stuff too much when it's it's in the pipeline. I don't talk about my stuff. But yeah, there's loads of stuff coming. So yeah, cheers for all the support. It does mean a lot. Um, I know we joke about but the rating and reviewing, but it's, it, is, it does really mean a lot. And also all the people who come up to me at the gigs and show me the podcast sort of artwork and Tony's noticing it now too. Well, he's only noticing it now. Like he texts me during the week and says, Jeez, man, loads of people must be listening to our podcast these days because all I'm getting out and about in Uri is, oh, Tony, love, love the podcast, love the podcast, love the podcast. I've been getting that for months. He's only getting it now because he's actually leaving his house. But yeah, we, we really, really appreciate all the support. Um, I know I can speak from both of us. Um, and we are, there's good things coming. We're going to bring it up a notch next year. We, we can't wait to hit the 100 episodes, which is, is class. And yeah. Hopefully you enjoy this one and share, rate, review, do whatever, tell a friend. But whatever you do, just have fun. And I'll chat to you soon. Happy New Year. Right, so we don't really need to do much of an introduction. We were practically doing like a part one on Sean's podcast, so you can go listen to that. I'm not even sure if these will probably come out in the right order or anything. We haven't really planned yeah, this. No, but we don't plan much. Like <laughs> we're just like everything, we're winging it and we're hoping it goes well. So we, we haven't even really got many major topics and we've already went through like, how are you today and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It's you, a bit, it would be a bit awkward if we started uh, pretending to have small talk again when yeah. we just done it in my podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're better just more so diving in. What has been new you lately because you you asked me that at the start of yours so we'll go into that with you now what is new with you what's going on business family fitness give me a bit of a breakdown fuck (laughs) (laughs) what's new like nothing see see, to be fair like lock right lockdown is when i first started getting getting into making content and fitness and, and things like that and from there, it's been very much a case of we've been locked down, so I can't really leave the house. I've just been ma- making content, working on business and things. And at the minute, I'm just continuing to do that. I've been working and working and working. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll go out and I'll have, uh, I'll, I'll go out once a month or so. Um, whereas before, I wasn't even really doing that. I'll go out once a month, have a crack, have a bit of a drink. But at the minute, I'm very much in a flow state of I get up, I make content, I have clients, I work with my academy members, and I do that. And it's the same every week. And I really, really enjoy that. But I feel like I'm getting to a stage where I want a bit of a change. I want to switch it up. So at the minute, in terms of what's new with me since the last time I was on this podcast, I'm still very much doing the same thing and I still love it. But I've got this vision for 2022. When I, want, what, I want to continue to do the same thing, but I also want to build in some new experiences, which I haven't really I haven't really done. So we were talking about last, like in, in the podcast that we just done about like, um, just you're going to die one day you may as well do things so i don't want to get to a stage where it's like a few years down the line and i'm just constantly working on building my following and building my business and i haven't had them experiences so i think at the minute 
not much has changed i'm still continuing to do what i'm doing but in 2022 i want to do a bit of traveling do a bit of solo traveling and things and just have more experiences is there anywhere on the list in particular like travel ways you've got because i i this will you know what this will be a cracking topic is there anywhere travel ways you have and you're like that must be tech because i've got one or two and people always go they're so strange so i'm interested to hear. i think um southeast asia would be cool um like vietnam it's thailand sick. uh things like that and then I will do a few places in Europe too, maybe just to get used to traveling by myself first, like Barcelona, Bar- Berlin, different places like that. I don't really have anywhere like that's where I need to go, but I don't want to wing the trips either. I want to have a rough idea. Like, cause at the end of the day, you could have, you can have it in your, idea, your head. Like, oh, I'm going to go traveling. It's going to be fucking amazing. But if you just go traveling and you're sitting in a hotel and then trying to think of things to do in the day, it'll, it'll be shit. So I want to plan it right and go in here for this reason, or at least have a rough idea and then go, and go from there. Like one thing you'll notice too, cause, cause I do, I do a decent touch of it. Like I've been to the States, I've done the East Coast by myself. See, whenever you, your work doesn't shut off, you'll not be able to do like, right, let's just do three days in Barcelona. You'll probably need a week because you'll be working for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That sounds weird, but yeah. it's one of these things where you still will have to work, but it's what, yeah. as you said, you don't want to go somewhere and go, why did I even come here? Yeah. Uh, but it's one of the things where I really liked it. Like definitely the first time I got my eyes opened up where whenever I travel the whole East Coast of the States by myself, and like there's no real fallback like if anything goes wrong it's on you like i dislocated my shoulder so it was a nightmare mm. but it was a case of it's one of the things where it does open you up and vietnam is unbelievable like for me as much as the solo travel it does open you up it's also the people you meet like mm-hmm. you'll bump into people that you would never even talk to before and it's one of these things that's really really good now i'm not saying i've traveled everywhere i've done a good bit but it's one of the things do you know where one place i really want to go is have you ever seen is it i don't even know the name of it is it it's in turkey and it's the balloons it's called like oh people aren't gonna know this you might not know the name of it. it's like oh what is it it's like it's not caspium's like a salt thing like it's like an ingredient but it begins with it's a like carpaccio or something it's, it's balloons a, did you say yeah it's like hot air balloons oh so yeah like, it's i not, think it's i've seen like photos of that yeah yeah like i've always wanted to go that so i will do that over the next year but it's one of the things where i think if travel is on your mind you're better going doing it. but you're probably a bit like me maybe you don't want to fully move you want to float yeah and go yeah about. i want i want to just i want to just have a few different experiences because at the end of the day i could go travel and being like oh no fuck this um i don't actually like traveling that much I, i'm i'm pretty happy at home but at the end of the day you're not going to know until you go and have these different experiences and you go and just put yourself out there and do it i think a lot of the time it could be something that i could overthink and be like oh no business is going well content's going well i'll just stay and work and then it would be a case of down the line you're thinking oh what if i had it went and what if i had it not just not going to yeah. think about things too much not going to plan out things i'm just going to do them i'm just going to start doing things because at the end of the day i've done it to a certain extent like i just started making content started making tiktok started a podcast i just start but now i need to start creating experiences in my life i need to start doing things that i'm actually going to look because it's all well and good having a business and having a following and stuff but i'm not going to look back and be telling my fucking grandchildren stories about how i sat in my room making tiktoks all day you know what i mean there needs to be there needs to be a happy medium so definitely just more experiences is something that i just want to throw myself into and i've said i'm going to do it now so if people are listening to this podcast in 2022 and i haven't been to least four different countries and you're gonna to have to shoot me a message yeah. and tell me i'm a land cunt <laughs> down south england scotland yeah, yeah, don't count. yeah. so we'll hold them to that but it's do you know what it is i think it's nice because as well and this is just me being open honest see also when your following grows you start making a bit more money right mm. and then as that security comes around you you also start asking that question of like what is going to fulfill me more what am i going to be happier doing because once you've got that safety net you can actually go because a lot of people do chase that like financial like for example when i became financially free the first thing i was like is there what am i going to do now 
because I don't have to work on this. I, don't, I, mm-hmm. I want to. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I do, and I still will take away because you would obviously slowly dwindle your finance. But it's this sort of stage of like where right, what actually makes me feel like a lot, what do I want to do? And it's one of the things where I was like, right, and I was writing a list the other night, like being like, right, what do I want to do in the new year? And like the first thing that came up on it was like, right, I've been skiing in like six or seven years, and I love that. Why have I not been away? Why have I not done mm-hmm. that? Because I've been telling myself I'm too busy. I'm not too busy. Mm-hmm. I've actually been putting that on hold and that's something that I used to love doing. Yeah. So it's one of these things where I'm like, that needs to be number one on there. So at some stage I'm going away and it's not going to be like a week. It's going to be a while. Yeah. And I think it's it's sort of opening yourself up to that. Now, not everybody listening can just all of a sudden do that, but it's that sort of thing of like, are you putting a trip away off? Are you putting not doing something off? And it's just that sort of case of, I think New Year, as much as New Year, New Me and all that, it's a nice time for you to really give yourself a kick up the arse because yeah. it does, it also makes you go, see whenever that date changes on paper when you're writing it out, you know, like it'll go from 21 to 22, you go, fuck, that's another year. Like yeah. that went quicker. I know, I think I think the New Year is a perfect time to start send the, setting new goals and start like changing the, the direction of your life. People, a, a lot of the time people are like, oh, if you wanted to do something, you would do it. It doesn't matter if it's New Year. Like I think New Year is a great time because just after Christmas, the year has turned over. A lot of a lot of New Year's resolutions and stuff fail. A lot of people fail miserably, but at the end of the day, people completely change their life by setting New Year's resolutions. So I think setting goals and stuff at the start of the New Year is definitely something that everyone should do. I, and personally speaking, I'm probably going to get a whiteboard and be like, right, business, content, what I actually want to do in my life write them down they're written down keep them up look at them and then you're going to be more likely to do them yeah like part, do you know one thing people definitely don't do like I think people are like I'm definitely guilty of this and so are you you put down like business goals content goals follower goals but like goals like for travel for spending time with family like whenever you actually see like what is most important to you and you'd be like right well yes business and all is important to me but also so is spending time with my fucking family mm-hmm. like are you prioritizing that because then people go oh my relationships suck on my family because you're prioritizing everything else the gym business over that mm-hmm. and yet if that's the most important thing in your life and you're not prioritizing it no wonder it's in shit yeah. you know what I mean like that makes I, I almost fell into that trap at the start when I was all like I was like everything that I am doing currently needs to be something that's going to benefit either my content or my business and I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm not doing that so then for example if like a friend was asking me to go out and head for a walk with them up a mountain on Sunday I'm like if I go for a walk on Sunday I could be recording a podcast making a few TikToks I'm going to be a day behind but then you need to realise what is the point in doing all this if you can't actually enjoy your life at the same time you need to have a break and you to be like just because something not is isn't growing my business or growing my content it's going to be fulfilling me more and it's going to be improving my life yeah switching off to yeah. an extent not, not even switch like like uh, i have a mate called kyron like and he always says like downtime is uptime because mm-hmm. you actually come you actually come more alive you think better if you never take an actual break you never actually get to like take a look in on yourself like you can't like there's a saying where it's like you can't read the label of the bottle when you're inside it you can't see what's wrong with your life whenever yeah. you're in the day-to-day running so mm-hmm. i'm not saying there's anything wrong but like you can't see if you're neglecting your wife or your family or your body until six months 12 months down the line and the relationships your body's in bad shape your business in bad, you don't know until the consequences come whereas if you actually stop take a breath look around and go am i happy what's going well what's going shit mm-hmm. then you can actually go right well that's going really good happy days let's keep that tick. but this isn't going well why is that not going well what can i do and i think when you actually do that you actually i'm not saying you need to sit down with a review board and strategize mm-hmm. but in case of like are you doing something that's eventually going to actually make you unhappy mm. then that's your own responsibility i think that's a wee bit of a different thing that most people probably as much as you can set goals in the new year 
what has been off what's not been good and what can you actually fix yeah yeah 110 percent i just said that <laughs> 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 it's like the catchphrase well, this is the last podcast is all like i listened back to the podcast and i said i wasn't going to say 110 percent as much <laughs> can't even remember what i was going to say there it sort of threw me off but yeah no i think looking in uh if you're comparing this to uh, looking at other people's life especially in social media there no one is going to have everything in order for example family social life business and whatever else it happens to be what people need to remember is when you're looking at someone's social media you're looking at their best parts so you might look at uh, someone like many years you see the following you see the consistent posts and things like that but then there might be other areas where they're just working so much and, th- and things whereas people only show you they're the best parts so when you scroll on your social media feed you're seeing everyone's what do they have in line so for some people it's their business other people it's their family life you're going saying that person's smashing it in business that person's traveling the world and that person and then you scroll the next post that person has a great family life that's one thing that a lot of people uh, don't think about so when you're on social media you might see someone that's smashing it in business and then you scroll down you see someone that has a really good family life and then you scroll down again and you see someone that's traveling but what you don't actually take into account is then people are just showing you the best bits. So the first person that you looked at that's smashing it in business might have a really shit family life, but you're only seeing that they're smashing it in business. And then you're scrolling to someone that has a great family life, but then their business is going to shit. So what you need to take into account when you're looking at your social media feed is you're only seeing what other people want you to see. Yes, exactly. It's almost like a magician. It's like a magic trick. Yeah. It's like, who's got the better life? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, because nobody really, nobody really likes to see the, do- well, nobody likes to think, they like to see the down parts of people's life, but I actually really enjoy that. Like I was saying that to you before about social media. I enjoy when people post more than nights out or more than the good parts. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know, these people that be putting up going, oh, look at me now, unposed, and I've got this yeah. ballet, and then posed, and they've got yeah. their neckers up around their fucking chin. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is so set up. It's, that's worse, because yeah. that's not even how they normally look. Uh-huh. I think it's a case of showing the down part sometimes really does come across proper. Like, for example, like you will see a really happy family of mine, because family is one of my highest values. But I'm also not going to put up a video where my mum and dad and me are all roaring the balls of each other. Yeah. Because there's an argument, because I'm filming a podcast in the back of our house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't see that. And the thing is, but you should just understand that that's normal. But I think that's whenever people get warped, warped realities of like, no, that life is bang on. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a family. You know, good social media. Like everything looks all right. But it's not because somebody's life can be going in turmoil on the inside. You just don't know. And it's that sort of thing, as you said. It's comparison is the thief of joy. Like the minute you start comparing your life to somebody else's, that you're just going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so unhappy and it's just going to stay there until you get rid of that. It's the exact reason why I unfollowed everyone because I was doing that so much. Like I used to just follow pro bodybuilders and be like, oh, look at the shape of him, unreal. And then I realized like they're actually making me feel worse. Yeah. So the best thing I can do is just remove you from where I'm looking. Yeah, 100%. I said 100% there, not 110%. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a case of you, you You could be looking at your, at, say for example, I'm looking at your social media and you're having a great time with your family and then I go and have an argument with mine and then I just have this warped perception of my family life isn't as good as yours yeah. or whatever it happens to be. And just as a caveat, my family life's great. Like, so that's a really bad example. But like if someone's looking at yours they don't realize that you have the arguments too you just don't post them you don't you're not going to take a video when everyone's arguing in your house be like oh this is a great instagram story yeah but it almost would be because people yeah. would be like oh that's great i can yeah. relate to that because that's actually what life's like and i think they don't get me wrong we all love a good reel on instagram do you know where the travel reel and as soon yeah. as you see it and it's beaches yeah. people jumping out of airplanes and waves and all you're going yeah. that's the life i want to go traveling but then as you said before you don't see the fact that that person is probably could be running from a broken relationship trying to heal himself mm-hmm. you don't see the fact that 
they could be literally broke in finances you could see the fact that maybe somebody died belonging to them and they're just going away from it yeah it's like prime example you'll see a lot of people that like go for a breakup and they'll just move country yeah to, to give them a complete that person could be broken inside and they're trying to heal so it's one of these things where you're getting as you said what they want you to to see mm-hmm. and it's the exact same you're not going to see you're only going to see what they want you to see even that stuff about real versus fake i was saying the only reason they're doing that's for traction Mm-hmm. that's the only reason anybody posts like a, a video like that do you know what I mean it's not to make others feel better nine times out of ten they're doing it because of the scene somebody got went viral off it and now they're like oh I can get viral by posting yeah. this yeah uh, it's it's mental see the videos are on the photos and you have people's side by side and really in shape girls doing the side by side saying oh this is my before and this is my after now fair enough if some people are showing their actual like proper rules and how they look but some of them or you can tell in their after photo that they're still trying to look good. Like they're still, yeah. they're just going slightly like that. And oh, look how relatable I am. And you can tell that the sole reason that they're doing that is for likes and engagement, not because they actually want to make people feel better about themselves. Because if they actually looked at the before and after and the side by side they put up, they would realize that it's actually going to make people look, feel worse about themselves because they're still, they still look amazing in both photos. Yes, exactly. There's like that middle ground where you do, like, I understand some of them posts are good intention. Some mm. of them, like, like I like, what I would do is I would potentially actually do a side-by-side which shows me shit lighting, not pumped, and then like another one really pumped, good lighting because there's a massive difference there and it shows people the reality. But if you're just doing like a normal photo and then slightly grabbing like a fat roll that is just realistically a piece of skin, it's just going to make someone feel shit about themselves. Yeah, I think it's one of the things where like you sometimes you know people are also trying to put themselves in that position just for to be relatable to some yeah. extent. Uh, it's one of them topics where people listen and go, I don't know about that, but it is. It's one of them things where it does run through your mind. Uh, do you know what I think is actually a really good thing? And I, we've had a, we've had somebody write in about it and I think there is probably a good, it's a good idea for you, sort of us to chat for it is like, would you, and I don't like the idea of like, the word advice like don't get me wrong no problem with advice but the idea of like advice for an 18 year old in uni like what like do you know that where i went through this on a podcast by myself like they're not at a quarter life crisis they're at that state of like Shh, i'm in uni i don't know if i like my course or i do like my course i don't know if i want a job i don't know if i should be drinking loads should i be training should i be trying to build a bit like what would you say to do and i think i know what i would but it's one of these things where i think people get caught up I would say the first thing that you need to do if you're at uni is focus on enjoying yourself because you're never gonna you're never gonna see you're at university at the minute you're never gonna have a stage in your life where you can go back to going out three four times a week and not be called an alcoholic. I think a lot of people overthink uni, so a lot of people be like, I need to have my shit sorted. Should I be drinking? Should I not be drinking? Do what feels right because you don't need to have your shit sorted. And some people aren't gonna like this, but nine times out of or I don't know seven times eight times it might be nine times out of ten you're not going to use the degree a lot like realistically a lot of people that get degrees end up doing jobs that don't even require that degree so don't feel like if you're doing shit in your degree that it's the the end all be all or even if you're doing well that it's the end all be all as well focus on what you want to do i'm not going to tell someone that they should start drinking three four times a week because they're, they're at uni but i'm also not going to tell someone that they should be training like all the time at uni what feels right to you what do you actually enjoy doing do you, are you doing the course because you're really passionate about it? then take it serious if you're doing the course and there's nothing wrong with doing a course just because you want to get to uni and have the university experience then do that but figure out what's actually bringing you joy what's making you happy if you like going out all the time good good group of friends then do that but the main thing is don't put so much pressure on yourself to have it all figured out and don't compare what other people are doing with their university experience to yours because everyone's going to be different yeah 100 like for example like when i went to uni and i had on sport and exercise science which is 
is the worst degree on the planet. It literally teaches you nothing. Some people aren't going to like that. Don't do that. that <laughs> you got, degree, you well, got the sports science nerds that are like, well, fuck. No. That, well, that degree is like pissing in a wally, but it does fuck all for everybody. <laughs> but it's one of them things where, like, if you're doing a degree and it's medicine and you've always wanted to be a doctor, take that seriously because it matters to you. Mm-hmm. But like whenever you're going into a degree, and I'm not saying that mine doesn't matter, it doesn't matter to you if you're doing that degree, but it's one of the things where, as you said, don't let somebody else dictate the way you're doing it. If you don't want to drink all the time, don't drink all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, just do whatever the fuck makes you happy for them years. Because as you said, I think shit starts to get very serious once you're out of there. Because mm-hmm. like once you start going towards full-time work, it's like a case of, right, this is, this is actually time I need to start sort of trying to get my life together. But I want you to realize as well, if you are at that age and you're just out of uni, <laughs> you're never gonna have life together nobody does it's no. literally just a winging fest yeah because i love whenever i talked like my mom and dad are really open and i was always like like how did you just cope whenever like you had like me and sean at like 30 and they're like oh we just completely winged it like, like yeah. it was, there was no like they were like there was no plan no not and it was just yeah. like right fuck we're, we're gonna have to yeah. figure this out yeah. and i love whenever you're talking to especially i love when you're talking to somebody and they're fresh out of uni and they, they, they talk to me and they sort of go like oh like i'm not sure what to do and i'm like i still don't know what to do Mm-hmm. And it's one of these things where, like, if I still don't know what to do now, I'm pretty sure I'll be like this when I'm 35 and I'm 45. There'll still mm-hmm. be like, uh, what's next? Or should I should I be more together? And I think it's that case of you almost put this overriding pressure on yourself of that you need shit together whenever you don't. Yeah. Like, just enjoy what you're doing and try and move forward. And as long as you're happy in the process, yeah. then everything's sweet. Dude, the main thing is that you're doing something that you enjoy. Um, there's been like more of a shift in recent years to it's always been right you go to uni you get your degree and then you get a job and then you work your way up but there's this big shift now and that's not actually maybe this like for some people that's that's a good thing it's completely fine they want that security but you don't have to do that you don't have to get a normal job after uni there's so much opportunity and like for example what we do online coaching if you're passionate about that it's great opportunity there if you actually love it but there's so many other things as well that you see people doing starting side hustles picking something that they're passionate about starting to make content and it just spirals into something really really amazing so there's the i just think the opportunity is mental at the minute like the it's it's fucking crazy see with like tiktok and instagram and reels the opportunity that you have to reach a lot of people on something that you're passionate about and again it doesn't have to be fitness it can be your fucking dog it can be a painting houses people are going viral power washing houses like it, it, there's so much opportunity there that doesn't involve going for the security nine to five job and again I want to make it clear that there's nothing wrong with doing a nine to five if that's what you want to do. But figure out is that what you want to do? Yeah, hundred percent. Like question it. I think yeah. as I said before, question that, everything. Yeah, exactly. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Do you know who's a good example of that? Like Mrs. Hinch. Like you might not know her, do you? Who? Mrs. Hinch. She's the person. Like she does cleaning products. No. The thing is, like she started off just doing like reviews of like, oh, this bleach works really well. I think. And the thing is, like she sponsored now and gets a full-time wage of this like she yeah. i think she her, her house is massive now and it's one of these things where like you would never assume that cleaning your house but think of the amount of people who clean their house and want to do it better yeah like you you would be like there's no audience or no career to that but yet she's just done that because she's like do you know what i would love to know what's the best thing to clean this with what's the best thing to use this this is a handy wee gadget and all of a sudden like there was stages where i was going into my living room and my mum dad sister and my auntie were all watching the same video Mantle. and i was yeah. going like that's four people in my house alone that's not even one household that's everybody so it's this sort of thing of where you can literally build it out of anything and it's that sort of case of like if you had turned around to me like seven years ago like there was no such thing really as like a full-time online coach it was like a side hustle in northern ireland and you would have had to get in a pt and i was like i don't want a pt i'm just gonna do coaching just for the sake of it if you turn around to somebody a couple of like months back and goes like joe you can make uh or not a couple months back a couple of years back and go you can make a living off making memes you'd be like 
making funny jokes. Yeah, like what? yeah, yeah. Yet you can. It's that sort of thing of like a like prime example is that boy Jackson. Is it Jackson O'Doherty and like the like down in Australia? Like he's sort of doing like his own version of Jackass, but way more laid back. It's just stunts and yeah. it's just piss takes. Like uh-huh. they'll be like, oh, act like a salmon, and you'll just have to jump into the the water beside you. Yeah. It's complete piss take, and you would always be like, and they start off on YouTube just having a laugh, and now he's converted that into a massive following he has a resort that he bought for himself and it's one of the things where if you turn around and look at his life five years ago you'd be like that boy's literally a 12 year old in a yeah. 35 year old body you know have you ever seen the nalk boys no oh mate they'd on these they'd on the funniest pranks ever like back in the youtube days where they would like walk into say a lot of them were done in university lectures where they would go in and they would have like a bong or something they would start sucking a bong in a university lecture or they would start shotgunning a beer or like going into supermarkets and like jumping into shelves and stuff and see if you're watching them videos you're like these people are fucking idiots or like if you were like a mature person they're so immature what are they doing they need to get a real job they've got their own like literal alcohol now their own merch their own gym where they are literally friends with Dana White they met Donald Trump they're yeah. they're multi-millionaires the guy Kyle is on Forbes list all from making fucking stupid videos and prank videos on YouTube they're literally oh, it's, it's mental when you look at things like that I'm not saying like start like doing, <laughs> doing bongs in a university lecture and you're going to meet Donald Trump but like there, there's so much opportunity on, on the online space especially you, you, you can make a career out of literally anything as long yeah. as you one enjoy it and then do you know what it is as well I think a lot of people will ask the question we're like I don't know what I'm passionate about I think that's a really good thing because like I think you get more passionate about something. I don't know if you've ever read the book. It's like so good they can't ignore uh, you. Yeah, we've talked about this before just by doing it. Yeah, and it's yeah. one of the things where like if you're really good at something, you'll want to do it more. So it's that thing of like they probably found pranks funny and done it and then they got really, really good at it and then they got really good traction. They got a really good audience. Now they're really good at selling clothes, really good at selling. And whenever you're good at something, you're making decent money, you'll do more of it and you'll find it more interesting. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you'll go, that's my passion because yeah. you're probably one of the best at it. Yeah. It's, do you know what I mean it's like a case of if you're extremely good at playing guitar you're going to want to play guitar because mm-hmm. you're really really good at it and then eventually if you keep going you can make a career out of that for yourself yeah. Yeah. sort of is what happens a lot of people like they'll just revert back to what they're really good at mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very very interesting because I think there's a hundred and one ways you can go at it but I think a lot of people don't realise that like if you just do something as you said out of like want to impact or even just the case of you enjoy it like joe who's a good ex- joe who's a cracking example your boy that does the trains oh man totally fuck have you <laughs> his name's francis isn't it yeah you don't follow him type and literally type in francis to instagram it's francis yeah. is his second name like type in tiktok train boy and yeah he'll come up and like he, he literally records himself watching trains right yeah and he is a full-time job now mm. going out and watching trains and people actually or he's I think he's he's got nine Instagram videos or something now, right? Yeah. He's only just started. He's eight million followers. Yeah. Like And you know you know what that was? He was literally so passionate about trains. He started making videos, recording himself, he had a likable personality, the videos were quite funny, and then it just took off. And like you wouldn't think like oh it's just trains he's probably making a, a full-time career out of that it can be literally anything if you don't like trains what, what do you like everyone has something that they like and everyone sees like you might see me or you might see you and be like oh they do fitness they help people with that like i couldn't do that you don't have to do that do, what do you like and then what can you help other what what can you impact people how can you add value to other people's life because then the day even that by francis he's adding value to pe- people's life because he's adding entertainment they like watching his video exactly it goes from there yeah like he like do you want to do you want to, look they brought him on good morning and i watched it and it was like 
like, like, why did you put it up in the first place? And he goes, because somebody came with me and said it made their day how happy I was seeing the train and they got a good laugh out of me. And he goes, yeah. like, they're not laughing at me because I'm laughing myself. And he goes, like, I enjoy giving people the humour, the entertainment. And I yeah. was just like, it's just like being a comedian. Like, yeah. it is really to an extent. It's all yeah. thing. And it's one of them things where I'm like, I love that because that is such a weird like that's going to be his job probably for the next how many years and he could, he'll he sell t-shirts and everything yeah. and the thing is what's really nice is he's turned something that he absolutely loves from no age into a viral sensation that's going to make him really really well yeah. off like in the long run it is yeah. I, mean, I love that because there's that sort of thing where people go I don't know what I want to do and it's a case of like I was talking to somebody online before um, I was talking to them recently enough because I messaged their page and like he runs a complete YouTube with a million followers on it and all he does is talk about Marvel trailers like he literally just talks about the next Marvel movie mm-hmm. not mad just comes on and talks about it yeah. but because other people love that he's happy about it he's making a living off it, and all he does now is sit in his room and watch trailer. and like that might sound boring to you but he loves that and don't be afraid to lean into what you want because some people will be like, like six, seven years ago, people would have been like, oh, please stop posting topless photos. Mm-hmm. But now it's a case of loads of people do that. It's normal. Mm-hmm. You'll notice more and more people come out with their weird, weird sort of passions, like the trains and stuff. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Weird is uh, not the right word. It's probably a case of each their own. But yeah. it's weird to you if you don't yeah. if you don't know it. Like people would be like, that's weird to weigh your food. But it's that case of, I will love to see more and more things come out of that because I think that opens up, as you said, like a completely different network yeah, of jobs. I know. And what you need to understand as well, there's always going to be pushback, same when you're doing something. So if you start making videos, there's going to be pushback because at the start, you you make your first video, you've got no followers and you're just a person with absolutely no credibility making a video. Oh, you're going brilliant. to have people in your local area telling you, oh, why are you doing that? You don't even know enough. That's really weird. But then... Once you push them away, like there's, I'm sure there's lots of people who said like, why, why have I started making videos? Sure, like six months ago, I was sitting in the Holy Lands on a three day bender. I have no business talking about fitness, but I don't give a fuck about that. I just kept making videos, kept trying to help as many people, and then it spiraled into something. See if you start something, if you listen to this podcast, and then you end up going and starting something. Understand the fact that it's not just going to take off overnight. And I'd say at the start, you're you're going to get a lot of negativity. You're going to be, get a lot of people being like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sure even like if, if that guy that does the trains in his local area, people are like, he's literally doing trains what's he at because people are just projecting their own insecurities and if someone's trying to drag someone down for doing something that they genuinely are passionate about people people are going to do that because they don't want you to get ahead but it can be anything but what you need to understand is it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows you're going to get a lot of criticism at the start you're going to get a lot of negativity but you need to keep doing it anyway yeah like you're always going to find resistance when you're swimming upstream yeah it's easy to go with the flow it's hard to swim upstream and that's why you'll get that resistance. Like, primary example, people writing underneath up by Francis video going, this is fake and this is all for Instagram. Who makes up an idea that they're going to go train spotting and it's going to go viral because I'm happy there? That yeah. just doesn't happen. It's one of them things where you're always going to get people like that. The exact reason why there's trolls out there. People just have too much time. And the worst thing that you can do for a troll and it'll annoy them more is completely ignore and become more of what you are. Be more of you because they're trying to put you back in like a square. Mm-hmm. where they can categorize you and put you there but it's nice whenever you get away from that what i think as well like that question was quite good because it branched off there and like i know one of the other ones me and mickey got and i think this is really good because i went to a seminar before and the boy said to me if you can't fit everything you know or an answer on a post-it note you don't understand the topic well enough and mm-hmm. i think out of everybody we we talk to like don't get me wrong i know fat loss i'm a coach but i think it's nice whenever i ask somebody else i'm like can you give me like as many like as little sort of points to like a beginner's guide to fat loss now most people will know this but like oversimplify it to the point of where you can almost be like 
it's not that simple. Do you know what I mean? Can you do that? Like, yeah. does that sound odd? Yeah. So in terms of fat loss, it's one of the most overcomplicated processes in the history of the entire world. The first thing that people need to understand is it all comes down to energy balance. And if you follow me, you've heard me say this a million times, but it comes down to consuming less calories than you eat. See any diet in the history of the world, keto, slimming world, intermittent fasting, they all work, but they all work because they create an energy deficit. So they're, they're, they're allowing that person to consume less calories. That's it. See, once you understand that, you can create your own method of consuming less calories. And people will argue till they're black and blue, oh, you should cut carbs, oh, you should intermittent fast, you should track calories. They all work. Every, everything fucking works. There's no magic potion, but they only work because they get the person to consume less calories. That's it, argument over. But for some reason, people at attach their identity to different diets and try and get them to do specific things. <laughs> that was mental. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so, got, I think a bird just shit just, the like, conservative <laughs> or something. Yeah, but... The problem is people attach their identity to diets when in reality everything works because it creates energy balance. Whether you want to focus on calories, whether you want to, whether you don't want to, it, that's always what it comes down to. But people overcomplicate it because they could get they could get away with doing that for years. So they're putting ads on the TV. Oh, we need to tell people they need to do a shake that. We need to tell people they need to join Slimming World. They need to do this or that. And people are constantly buying into these quick fixes when if they could just understand the reason why these works. So what they're doing is separating the consumer from the principle by putting all these different methods in the middle. But if you take the methods away, show them the principle and then allow them to create their own method, it's the best way to do it. Yes, that is. So yeah, that's super simplified and you've identified the main problem as well why people are getting confused mm -hmm. and i think that's bang on the money because it's one of these things where as you said and i think i love that idea of like how can you make it so simple because that's how you know when somebody really understands something mm -hmm. like it's like i can go into the gym and talk somebody through a, a piece of gym equipment and be like the the cam and your hip moves like this and this and this yeah. lever length and this moment yeah. arm but the best thing i can do is just go do it with two ropes because it'll feel much better and the yeah. reason for this is because if you think about one rope and you're doing a rope pull down, it'll probably hit your waist. Whereas if you use two, you can move past your yeah. waist. More range, more growth, simple. Whereas people will be like, the moment arm and the leverage yeah, from yeah. the, like fair enough, you should understand that if you're uh -huh. coaching it, but that person doesn't need to yeah, fucking know don't that. don't need to know it, like all they need to know, do that, lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This it's, is literally as simple as that. Exactly, because I think sometimes, see when people like tell me all the science stuff, I feel like science goes in and then common sense comes out because there's not enough room in my brain for yeah. it all. So then I end up coming to like doing something real normal task and I'm uh -huh. like, I don't, I don't remember it, but yeah. I remember the moment arm yeah. of the angle of a machine. Uh -huh. I'm like, that's useless. What, like a lot of personal trainers try and overcomplicate specific topics because they want to boost their own ego and make it seem like they know a lot more than they actually do. So instead of actually simplifying it for people to use all these fancy words, so people think that they have more knowledge. So they want people to think that they have more knowledge. But if you're really confident in the knowledge that you would have, you would simplify it and just make it as easy as it needs to be. But for some people, people want, for, but for some reason, people want to overcomplicate fat loss. They want to overcomplicate building muscle and things like that just to boost their own ego. So I want to flip the, table on you now you give me muscle building as simple as possible uh simple as possible and i'll break it down the thing coaches like anybody doesn't want you to know that when they're selling a program is that any program works if you are consistent with it three to five days a week roughly weight training and you'll love that word progressive overload but as long as you're getting stronger mm -hmm. you're getting another rep or a wee bit more weight and you're eating enough protein you'll grow muscle mm -hmm. end of like see this German volume training, low volume, it has to be intense. As long as you're getting stronger on a program, you're building muscle. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're doing high volume, low volume, whatever it is, you're building muscle as long as you're getting stronger. And that is it simplified to the bare bones. If you're going in the nutrition side of things, it helps to have protein with each meal and it helps to be in a surplus. Mm -hmm. Don't have to be 
my the sky high in protein or in a mad surplus but if you're in them they will help but as long as you're getting stronger week on week you'll build muscle them two nutrition tricks or simple things will help but that is literally muscle built and broke down and people will be like bah, 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 bah. no that's it mm-hmm. junior that is it like yeah. that's all there is to it and it's one of these things where i think coaches like as much as you can go into the biomechanics and there is more of an optimal fashion i'm one for optimizing mm-hmm. but optimizing don't know if that's a word but yeah. we'll row of it but it's one of them things where stick if you do the basics that will work for you and yeah. if you want to optimize yes do but as long as it's enjoyable if you take the enjoyment away from it yeah what the fuck's the point in doing that mm-hmm. and the, the the one of the things that i don't like about tiktok is the amount of people that are trying to drag each other down by it when they just disagree with certain things so you've got the optimal side and the people that say oh you shouldn't do optimal like what they need to understand is different people want to do different things unless that person's saying oh this is the optimal way to do it and you can't do it any other way i think that like people try and drag your fella klpt down when he makes videos and he's like this is how you do a lap pull down target your lats the proper way or whatever it happens to be he's not telling people you can't do anything else and he always says it's about consistency and enjoyment but then you've got often i don't even know the guy's name he's like some older bodybuilding guy and he's been in the industry for ages and he's like oh that guy doesn't have a clue what he's talking about and attacking his personality attacking his physique instead of taking what he said and breaking it down so there's no right or wrong way to do it and like if you don't want to train these optimal movements because you don't enjoy them you don't have to but it's about taking like not just dragging people down because they're uh, presenting a viewpoint in something yeah like i think the best way to break down like as you said like the beginner's guide to muscle building really simple isn't it take the principle the principle is consistently weight training three to five days a week and getting stronger mm-hmm. that is it to build muscle mm-hmm. you can do all the fanciest movements you can do everything but if you're not getting stronger and you're not consistent with your weight training none of that matters mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, if you're just being consistent with your witching, you're going to grow tissue. Yeah. But the thing is, everybody loves arguing over the methods, but rather than just focus on the principle. And as long as you enjoy and you're consistent with it, you'll build muscle and everybody should get along. But it's one of these things where to, to build someone's ego, they feel they almost need to tear somebody else down when they shouldn't. Yeah. You just focus on you and everything else will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And it's different if you're, say for example, someone's spreading sheer misinformation and you're you're sending them, right, this person's literally talking shit, don't listen to them because it's wrong. But if you're taking someone's viewpoint when it's a subjective topic where there's more than one way that you can do it and just saying, oh, that's wrong, like that that's not what you want to do. Like say for example, bring it back to fat loss. If someone's talking about intermittent fasting and they're telling people, yo, you need to do intermittent fasting to lose fat, I would stitch the video and say, look, this person is talking about intermittent fasting. It works because it creates a calorie deficit. I believe it is a good tool. I use it myself, but it's not magic and you don't have to do it. Here's what you have to do. And if you want to do it, you can. So taking things and talking about them logically instead of just attacking someone's personality. Yeah, like me and Mickey talked about this before as well. I think a case of like me and you, although like the coaching and we go back and forth in fitness, like we both have our own ideologies of how we would like to coach your clients. Mm-hmm. Now, you obviously build everything around your clients. You don't make your client fit the plan. You make the plan fit the plan. Mm-hmm. But it's one of these things where me and you would have, not contradicting, but we would have almost arguments on like fat loss, for example. You would simplify and say you need more of a life. Whereas I would also say sometimes like, I would rather just die hard for six weeks mm-hmm. and then be done with it for a year. Whereas you might be like, I'd rather take it a bit slower, have a couple more drinks. Whereas I'm like, fuck, just quick and fast. That yeah. doesn't mean that we're 
arguing about the principle. Yeah, it it's just the method is maybe slightly. It doesn't mean that um, someone's right or wrong either. There's just different ways to do it. So, for example, like you would be like, right, let's get this fat, li- fat loss phase done quick in and out, and then in a surplus the rest of the year. Where I'm like, right, let's take it more slower, and then it falls into different types of clients. Because, say, for example, if a client that was well suited to me came to you, and realistically they couldn't stick to that for even the six weeks, they would yeah. need a more sustainable approach. Whereas, if one of my clients that was suited to me came to you, and you were trying to like, um, what, what was they? What was the first thing? Yeah, I said? like for example, if one of my clients came to you, they might be like, oh, this is quite that, slow. Yeah, they won that fast. So it's like. It's not saying that's the right way or that's the wrong way. The principle remains the same, but just the speed of it and then the technique after changes. Yeah, exactly. And the, do you know what the thing is as well? I think there's that real thing with like, if if there's any sort of half disagreements, I need to almost criticize you to make me feel like I'm right. Whereas yeah. like, if I know my method's right mm-hmm. I, and you know yours is right, we don't need to argue about it. We can go, right, that's the on. We don't all of a sudden hate each other. Whereas there's that yeah. thing with like, in the fitness industry, if you're Miss Team Optimal and you're Team Suboptimal, mm. you automatically think each other are dickheads whenever... If you just met each other, you'd probably get along because yeah. you're both gym rats anyway. So yeah. it's that sort of thing of like, I just think it's that thing where like people like attention mm-hmm. and they like that, like there's something to talk about. Whereas when you really break it down, everybody's just trying to help, mm-hmm. but it's just trying not to take somebody down to take you up. Yeah, exactly. I think that's important. That's even just like in life in general. Like it's like bullying to an extent. Like yeah. if you're bullying somebody, it doesn't feel, make you feel better. I feel like a lot of um, personal trainers, especially the more bodybuilding, hardcore ones, just a lot of them aren't great people and they like taking other people down they like looking for arguments and stuff when you could find like what's what's the point in that like what like a lot of them are bitchy in the industry you have to admit insecurities yeah. like uh, i mean the bodybuilders are the most insecure people in the world because they're always trying to pick themselves apart and they're always trying to be like oh what's wrong with me and then they'll, exactly. they'll, they'll use that since they're always trying to pick themselves apart then they'll, they'll fall into picking other people apart Ex- as well exactly that's why i would never do a show year on year if i ever do a show it'll be like one and then you might do another one way down the line because i feel like if you're being that self-critical of yourself now don't get me wrong it's good to be critical and it's good to figure out where you can improve but as you said maybe majority of people that get into bodybuilding as much as you can say you love the sport the reason you probably get into it is because of an insecurity yeah that's the reason i got into it that's yeah. the reason i started growing more muscle getting involved in the gym because of an insecurity i didn't get in because i was like i love fitness straight off the bat i got in because i wanted to pull better women you know feel more confident i didn't feel like i was good enough like mm-hmm. they're they're all really insecurities so like you can actually nurture them into getting worse if you're not right yeah whereas i feel like i have managed that but i do get what you mean it's that sort of thing of you need to also protect who you're listening to or who you're following because if you're letting all that into you it's your fault you're mm-hmm. the one consuming it like it's like whenever you're drinking something you're eating something that's your fault if it puts on body fat it's the same as if you're listening to shit mm-hmm. and it's fucking with your head mm-hmm. that's on you that's not on somebody else yeah Yet they'll almost try and blame other people to an extent yeah does that yeah, make 100%, sense 100 right so no the only other real thing that like somebody asked me to ask you whenever you were coming on was to talk about as much as we talked about like tiktok and instagram is like is success to you categorized by like money or like where what is success to you because i think the way everybody defines it is slightly different yeah so success for lots of different people will they'll pinpoint it down to one thing so for some people it's following others money but a lot of the time they just think it's that and then once they get it it's not actually that so obviously there's a certain amount of money that you'll be comfortable with but i don't want to get to the stage where i'm like oh i need to make a million and then i need to make two million or, or something like that yeah. or i need to have more followers success for me will just be being comfortable having a business that is successful and reoccurring so it's reoccurring a comfortable amount but then looking into it as a case of um time with my family and then like traveling and things like that so it's like a multi-factual thing 
Yeah, what, uh, that, yeah, that's the right word. So I'm not too sure not, if that's the right word, but I understand. Yeah, you, you, you understand. Mean. I always say words, and like people, people know what I mean. But it's like just having a secure business. I want to continue to impact people, so I want to continue to grow my academy. And have, like I run my academy at the minute, I have Zoom calls every week with the academy members, and I love doing that. So I want to keep doing that and helping as many people as possible on that front. And then obviously. As long as my academy's running well, business will be going well. And then I just want to travel a bit, have a good family life. So it's not like there's one thing. If I get that, I'll be successful. I'm not putting so much weight on one area. I just want to have a holistic view to everything. I think that's perfect though, because like if you break that down, it's like, I want to be safe, have a good business. I want to do a bit of traveling. And I also want to have a good family life. And realistically, when you break down what really matters, it usually does come down to M3. That's going to make you happy. And I don't want to... Like I find if a lot of people are just chasing, say, for example, a monetary goal, they're going to put all the weight into their business and then their family life and social life will suffer as a result of that. And that'll mean that they're not actually successful. They might be successful in one area, but they're not successful in the other areas. So I want to take a balanced approach to everything. And I feel like a lot of the time with podcasts as well, people learn from their mistakes, but you also learn from other people's mistakes. I've listened to so many different podcasts from business people and things like that. And I learn from their mistakes constantly. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm not going to make all the mistakes that they make. It was the same when I first started as a personal trainer. I feel like I would have, like I was only doing it like for a year, but I felt like I had so many years of experience because I listened to all the top PT's advice. And then I was like, right, they're on that wrong, they're on that wrong. This is what I should do differently. And constantly learn from other people. So I feel like a mistake a lot of people make is putting success down to one metric and constantly chasing that where I want to take a, a balanced view. No, that's perfect because whenever you take down the first thing, whenever people say success, is they ever think of like following or money. Mm-hmm. It's never a case of raising a family or mm-hmm. never actual things that really matter at the end of the day. And it's one of these things where I think people get caught up in that wheel. And I've definitely done it where I've chased a financial number, and then the minute I've hit it, I went like, "What's next? What's next? Where can yeah. I go?" And then you realize that you're just chasing a high that never and really it, comes. It doesn't even make a difference with a financial number a lot of time because you're not even spending that money. Like I don't, I don't spend that much money at all. So I would want more for what just to tell other people that I have more money. Like it, it wouldn't make sense because I literally live at home. I don't even have my own car. So like, you know, yeah, you, know. you start making it because what happened to me was I hit that number and then I was like, right, I've hit that. What's next? And I was like, I don't really need more. I'll just. I'll have to start buying houses and renting them out because yeah. I've got this this money sitting there yeah. and this this isn't of use to me. Uh-huh. So I was like, this has been absolutely pointless. Mm-hmm. This now I have to make another business to actually make the reason I've made this make any sense. Yeah. So now I'm running a property business with the fitness, and I'm like, I've almost created this out of something that I didn't actually mean to. Yeah. Because, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one of the things where I'm like, yeah, and people will be like, fuck, that's such a good opportunity. But I'm also like, I probably didn't need to work so hard for yeah. that then because I could have spent more time with family, you know more time doing things I enjoy more travel a bit more rather than chase that financial number that never really made me happy but don't get me wrong I'm glad I've done it because now I know it's not a case of what if it's a case of I've done that I yeah. know that definitely doesn't fucking make me happy mm-hmm. so I'm not going to continue to chase it the problem yeah. is whenever people think more and more and more will fill that gap gap or void mm-hmm. whenever if it didn't fill it in the first place yeah. it's more of it's not going to fill yeah. it you're still going to feel that exactly deal. it's like I was saying to you before it's one of the things where I think you can get caught up in it it's that case of like even in the gym if you're self-conscious and you're not confident yes getting yourself into a bit of shape will help but like getting bigger bigger leaner 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 is not all of a sudden going to fix your insecurities mm-hmm. by identifying them seeing what makes you happy will sort it and break it in your fall process not just 
keep plugging the hole with the same thing that's never fixed it yeah it, it doesn't make yeah. any sense it's like there's like like the cartoon characters you ever see where like when the water barrel goes mm-hmm. and like they put the finger in the one hole of the water barrel then they've got another and then the toe yeah instead of just actually fixing and swapping out the yeah. fucking barrel and turning around and solving the real problem uh-huh i feel like a lot of people do that with um with their body as well with their physique and leanness so like it's one thing getting lean uh, and, and that's great and I've got really lean m- myself before but if you're if <laughs> well you, <done. laughs> but if you're putting all your happiness in that then you're like oh I need to get lean to get happy and realistically it's not sustainable all year round so people need to shift their focus like yeah getting lean's fine but it can't be you can't be doing that just because you think you're going to be happy once you're lean once you have a six pack because a lot of the time the trade-off means that you're actually less happy and it's different if you're doing it you want to prime yourself for a muscle building phase or whatever it makes sense to do it then but if you're doing it because you're like i need to get lean and then i'll be happy when a lot of the time you get lean and then you have to sacrifice going out for meals your sex yeah. drive is on and then you're, you're actually not happy at all you know yeah no i completely get where you're coming from Do you know what's actually a really funny story but it makes sense and this is going to be a bit odd but whenever you break it down like I used to value a lot of my worth off my body rather mm-hmm. than my like I valued it off my body then I valued it off my business whenever it's not about that your self worth it's much more than a number on the scale or how much you make to yours an actual fucking person yeah. uh, it's like Joe Manners as well like everybody should have that but a case of well this sounds a bit odd but I used to value my body so much right and I remember this like where my self worth was if I didn't have abs I wasn't good enough Joe you know, nobody cared and it's one of these things I remember it was about four or five years ago right and you'll get a good laugh at this but I was upstairs and I blacked out Right, and I woke up, and I was like half on the bed, half on the ground. Were you out in the drink? No, no, no I was just sober. What? This is just normal, right? And I blacked, blacked out. out. I got real bad pain in my side, mm-hmm. and I just blacked out from the pain. Mm-hmm. Like I shouted for my ones. When I woke up, I was on like half on the bed. My ones were left me on. And they were like, "Fuck, what's happened?" And I got this shooting pain, and my dad just got his appendix out like maybe a, a week before, a month before. And he was like, where is it? And he was like, that's exactly where your appendix is. He was like, your appendix is bust. Your appendix is bust. And I was like what like i like i just like i just woke up again yeah. i was in agony i couldn't even get my shoes on right yeah. and the whole way over the hospital right my mom drove me over in the wee fate panda <laughs> the whole way over the hospital the only thing i wasn't thinking about my health what i was thinking about was the scar mm-hmm. and I, when it, I remember it now don't i didn't worry about that now i wait to hear what actually it was though my mom drove me up to the hospital i went to get out of the car right and you're gonna get a good laugh for this and every lesson's gonna go what the fuck and i got out of the car and took three or four steps and was in agony and then went I was just gas. <laughs> I'm not joking. And I, like, when I was leaving, when I was leaving, my. <laughs> the fart, like. Yeah. When I, when I was leaving, when I was leaving the house, my ones lit candles and all. Like, they were like, this is it. Yeah. This is over. And when I got up, it was just a, it was no joke. It wasn't just a wee one. Like, it was the biggest. It near blew me a foot forward. But it's one of these things of, and people listening are going to go, hey, this boy's a drama queen. But it's one of these things of, he went to hospital because he needed to fart. <laughs> but I didn't go into any. I was all right. I was just before the door. And do you know what? I was actually like, do you know what? I'm better. And my mum watched me going, is this fucker serious? <laughs> like, is he actually... And I was like, no, left my knees. And I was going, fuck, I feel wet. But I got back in the car and she drove me home. But the point of the, sto- the, point of the story wasn't that. The point of the story was you're, you look like you're near crime. But the point of the story was I actually valued the way I looked over my health. Mm. Like, I was actually like, I would rather not have the scar. Yeah. And... Do you know what I mean? I was, yeah. I was panicking about the fact that my abs wouldn't look good. Yeah. And then I remember coming home and a couple of weeks later, like actually reflecting on that and going, that shit's fucked. Yeah. That's broken. Like if uh-huh. I actually value that over more than like my health, like I could have fucking, say my appendix, obviously it was a fart, but a case of, it was, <laughs> say my appendix went, it was one of them things of, Joe, whenever you value your looks so much, yeah. that is not your success. But the mm-hmm. thing is, as much as that's a weird, funny story, I always remember that because yeah. I'm always like, that was the point where I was like, 
I have completely got my values mixed up with what I want for yeah. my life. And it's just it just happens to fall around like far. <laughs> I feel a lot of people have their values messed up in that they, they care too much about how they look, especially bodybuilders online. You see them setting completely unrealistic expectations. A lot of them's juiced up. And then you've got people who are getting into fitness by watching these bodybuilders. Now, I was quite lucky. I didn't actually get into fitness by watching bodybuilders. I watched people like Jordan Syatt, James Smith, who had the opposite sort of message. But I feel like there's good things and bad things to everything. But I feel like a lot of people that are getting into fitness through bodybuilding and through extreme bodybuilding coaches are going to have, it can mess up the relationship with food, the relationship, body dysmorphia and things like that. So there needs to be a happy medium. Whereas you're saying like, like it's fine. Having physique based goals is fine, but there, there's more to it. Like, yeah, I've definitely had to draw myself back because I got in from a bodybuilding perspective. I got mm. in from like a physique competitor. I got in from a physique competitor standpoint. And it was that case of like, I almost had to dial back mm-hmm. like the, the strictness to have a life and it's yeah. that sort of case of like I never do that with my clients I'm always like you know you should train you should hit all your training sessions but that you know the weekend comes you're around Christmas you need a life mm-hmm. I don't expect you to live like a bodybuilder I don't want you to because majority of them are unhappy and I know this because I've lived like that before yeah. and it's one of the things of I've had to dial that back and I know because I've been in that shoe and I think a lot of people are on that case of if they don't have bodybuilding they feel like they have nothing yeah. and the thing is that's going to go when you're 40 anyway and then you've actually lived like 20 good years as a bodybuilder and then when you're 40 plus you're going to be like what what do i do now yeah because you can't do that your whole life you're mm-hmm. gonna and i think that's whenever you'll get a lot of like come down off that mm-hmm. and whereas if you identify that now and you sort that now i'm not saying it's a problem but i'm saying that there's more to it than that and as you said i think when you when you go in from your influence to go in by some perspective whether it's james smith or whether it's somebody help or whether it's a bodybuilder and I think whatever approach it is, you still need to find your own way and what makes you happy. Because being a bodybuilder might make you happy, mm-hmm. might make you really happy, or a relaxed approach might. But you also get some people that take too much of a relaxed approach, yeah. and they feel like they're they're not reaching their potential. And if that is annoying you in the back of your head, there is nothing worse than feeling like you can give more yeah. because you know you're actually leaving loads on the table for yourself. It's yeah, it, it it falls into finding like what you actually enjoy. Like what what do you enjoy? Like some people enjoy like diet and, and seeing what's the, exposing the muscle because at the end of the day when you put on a lot of muscle you diet down you expose it some people fucking love that but, but some people don't value it as much so it's about you, you sort of figure it out as you go along you figure out like yeah. do I care this much do I want to focus on something else and this and that and then you, you pick things up you pick things up from different people but don't put so much pressure on yourself to be like this is the way it needs to be yeah I think definitely especially if you're feeling pressure just reflect mm-hmm. like I don't think there's enough like I'm not saying that I'm preaching it but I definitely don't do that enough I don't look at it like is this making me happy? Is this what I really want to do? Am I taking things too strict, too easy? Mm. Am I challenging myself enough? Am I doing too much? Yeah. And I think if you actually look at that, you'll actually go, do you know what? I'm doing pretty all right, but this could be better. And I could actually ease off because some people just put, as you said, too much pressure on themselves. Mm. And I think that's where you get burnout. And yeah. it's one of them things where like, it can just all of a sudden feel too much. And that's where you get anxiety. You can get other things. And I'm not saying that's the root cause, but it, it, especially in our age, it's one of them things where it can all feel like too much. And then you get that like, I can't cope mm-hmm. and they burn out and I know that myself and I'm sure you do too yeah yeah it just comes down to people people put too much on themselves too much expectations and stuff on themselves as well and then they can burn themselves out they think oh I need to do this but just people need to chill out a bit yeah. more yeah. relax that's that's what I, I'm all about it a lot of the time too it's just getting people just to look at life the, the way it is it's not that serious you don't need to put pressure on yourself to do this or that you just everyone needs to take a chill pill and yeah <laughs> I think I think like on that note like I think out of the two podcasts we've done the main thing i would say 
like and it definitely rides is that you're going six feet under anyway mm-hmm. do what makes you happy do what you enjoy don't take anything so serious yeah and if you want to do something just go for it i think uh-huh. that's like summarized that's, pretty nicely that's, that's the main gist like just do, do stuff and fail at it you're going to be shit at the start you're going to be uh, in fact you're probably going to be worse than shit at the start uh, again if you look, look at my first tiktok videos that are now deleted they were absolutely atrocious i don't even know what i was thinking when i uploaded them i was all like here's three ways that you can change your life number one this is a calorie deficit and i was like fucking hell like and it was like it was so bad but then uh, it just uh, yeah don't put too much pressure on yourself <laughs> you're going to be shit at the start you're going to be, you're going to be awful just keep doing things and keep doing things that you actually enjoy even if you're shit at them and then eventually you might be a bit less shit at them yeah get a laugh like especially see whenever i do something as long as i'm having fun and i'm getting a laugh like even if i'm not good at podcasts i'm not good at not good as long as i'm getting a laugh out of it i'm happy yeah do you know what i mean and i think that's the take home like just don't take it all serious i think we'll end it there because we'll loop in circles thank you very much for coming on thank you everybody for listening feel free to share like review whatever you want yeah, if you- sure if you share it um tag, tag us in your story but see we're not being ignorant if your account's on private we literally can't see it so if you you tag us on the story and we don't reply to it because your account's on private we can't see it didn't but, know didn't know that but yeah. that's good to know yeah. so yeah thank you very much Good night. (laughs) (laughs) That was good.